0: So incorrect is it though? Yes, absolutely. they're both like fake pop
1: bands. No, 18s was very much real. You really need to listen to. weren't they an ABBA cover band? <laughs> they were in the beginning. That's their first album, but then they started singing their own music Haven't halfway th- around the world, upside down. <laughs> Nothing. Excellent. Excellent. Haven't we
0: talked about this on the show? Yes, we have. Was it Patreon I'm or was be, it real? It was the real show. Okay, and so we're, we're going to keep talking about you loving 18s and, and, and me not and, caring and, about them. <laughs> everything we do. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, I'm going to keep harping on it until you listen to them. Those two songs in particular.
0: Yes. Oh. Do they have multiple
1: albums? Uh, I forget how many. Oh, okay. They, they don't have many, but they, they're great.
0: I don't know that I agree. The world agrees. Do they? Sweden agreed. Well, we're not in Sweden, are we?
1: Well, hey, as a Robin household, we can also be <laughs> an 18s household. I
0: don't think, I would not like to compare Robin to the 18s. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Hi guys, welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And guys, according to Matt Palmer, not much happened this week.
0: I mean, <laughs> the thing is, there are a lot of stories, but I feel like their stories will explain and be like,
1: okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but that's kind of fun. There's this will be a lighthearted episode. It won't be such a a dirge. It won't be such like a oh
0: god. I like, mean, it's not even that the things are lighthearted. It's like they just don't. I don't know. Matter once we if they matter. <laughs> I'm sure people are. You know, it affects people and we care about that. But I I don't know. I was going through the news and it wasn't as much of things that I wanted to talk about. I think there wasn't
1: as much weight to the stories.
0: I mean, you say that once we get to the stories, you're not going to... I think that's the wrong phrasing. Oh, no. (laughs) But, you know. Well,
1: um, first, let's start with how everyone's week was.
0: Matt Palmer, how was your week? Oh, my week was good. I'm trying to think what I did. I... Um, I had my friend Ashley in town, like we mentioned. And that yeah, was, Ashley very was a fun. queen, by the way. She she was I met great. her for the first time. Yes. She was excellent. She I, was really cool. She was Matt, a
1: New Yorker, and I'm a New Jerseyan. Yes. So like we really like hit it off. We're best friends now. We text every
0: day. I don't think that's true. But Matt Steele was also like, I like her because it's like she could kill me. I <laughs> and love like, it.
1: I, don't, I love someone I don't know what that means. when they walk into the room, and I know... If I step the wrong way, they could kill me. I
0: mean, I don't think she would. I think that's just the New York side of her. But do you feel like a New jersey is a very different energy than a New Yorker?
1: Oh. Um.
0: Overly, yeah. But like,
1: I mean, we would say, we would brag that we'd like have our differences and everything. But like, it's the same it's region, guys. Thing, like right. New Jersey, New York, like Philadelphia. I'm not going to say all of Pennsylvania. Uh, mm. Philadelphia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's sort of the same idea. Boston is a little bit of a stretch. Mm. They're a little too aggressive for me. Yeah. Um, specific
0: accents as well. It is. I mean,
1: if we have any Boston listeners, thank you so much for listening. Yes, we, we love, love you. you. Uh, but you know, it's, it, Boston Heather's is Heather's from Boston. Different.
0: I don't dislike a Boston. Oh, I love Heather.
1: Heather could kill I mean <laughs> Heather could kill with love
0: another i mean a former uh former roommate of Ashley's Just I love so it's all coming together oh my god I believe I would have loved to have lived there it was I, that we lived right across the hall that's how we all met wow. that's our origin story wow I know what a world you've come out I in. know and then so Wednesday I had off and so I got to spend the day with Ashley and that was really fun um but yeah, ever since I've been floating along, we our kickball uh, league is over because we... The thing is, we do so well in the regular season, and then as soon as the playoffs come around, we lose our first you game. You lose. <laughs> Which is not great, but I will say I did well in the game. You scored I, a home run this season. I did score a home run this season. If anyone has seen our video about me joining a kickball league, I am still, still a part of it. I think I'm going to take a season or two off because I need to work on music. But... It was really fun. I've gotten much better and I on the the playoff game, I caught a pop fly or whatever that was going like kind of over my oh head my God. and I caught it and that was big and I threw it right into the pitcher which is what you're supposed to do. So, I've definitely grown in my kickball mess right that's great I know nowhere to go it up I mean, but the you home run look was great. big
1: like, look at your, I'm looking at your body right now you're wearing a tank you're thank in, you in shape. You're I don't
0: think that's really a kickball related thing I mean you've
1: been like more physically active since I guess, I'm trying to like, give you a compliment I know I
0: appreciate the compliment I do and I, I mean I run around the base a little bit but I mean it's not I mean it's kickball it's not like give
1: yourself credit <laughs> <laughs> you it's can like, catch balls I can, I can
0: but I don't think the catching the balls affects how I look but I do I appreciate the compliment I thank you for that you're welcome
1: <laughs> now how would you say I look you look great. Thank you. <laughs> your hair's a little wet. My hair's <laughs> wet, guys, because I just got out of the shower. And you know I don't like myself with wet hair, but, but again, it's a podcast.
0: It's a podcast. No one will know. I mean, I now they know because I told them. Whatever. <laughs>
1: you can imagine. They probably imagine I look like really hot and sexy, mm. Like, and I'm tossing it, and
0: water's flying everywhere. Please and... don't toss it and get keep the water away from the mic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, how was your week? I my, assume it was better.
1: Oh, my week was great compared oh, to last week. It was good. such a lovely time. I saw Miss Saigon on Tuesday. It was oh. playing at the Pantages Theater in Hollywood. How was that? It was... Wonderful! I have never seen Miss Saigon before. I Wait, had really? Yes, I had. I've known all the music. Yeah. My like a uh, whole. I mean, not my whole life, but you know, since I was little. Yeah. Um, from listening to the uh, London cast recording, but I had never seen the show, so I never really got the full scope of everything. Mm. And
0: it was a lovely time. Really? Did yeah, you I, cry? I, of
1: course I did, because I feel things. <laughs> Is it sad?
0: I don't know anything it's about. Really Miss oh. It's really sad. It's real
1: yeah. I mean, I'll get into it more with like giving you moments. Oh, like, okay, but, of course. But you know. So, I've been in a Miss Saigon mood (laughs) this week. I've listened to two different cast recordings. Wow. Oh my God, a Miss Saigon stand. Like, I listened to the 1995 international cast recording and the 2014 live London cast recording.
0: Which is your favorite of all the cast recordings? Oh, they're
1: both good for different
0: reasons. But of all of them, is the one you grew up with your favorite?
1: Uh I mean that's always going to be like the OG the right. original so like you know it always has a special place in my heart yes. but like there are some great cast recordings in this segment, right. guys we love yeah and, and so that's where i've been this week and happy but like crying to myself as i sing the movie in my mind i think that's fine yeah, <laughs> i yeah. feel like
0: that's a good week for you yeah
1: because i feel happy when i feel emotions right so and that
0: aren't anger <laughs> 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 or frustration <laughs> But Which like, is where we were last week. Also, you're like, the, the sadness is not something happening to you. No, of it's like not. something that's happening to Miss Saigon and her friends. Or yeah.
1: whatever. Yeah. And it also makes me be like, oh my God, the role of Gigi or Ellen or Tam are like my dream roles.
0: Are they all Asian?
1: Yes. Two of okay. them are women and one is a little boy. Okay. So they'll I, have to stay dream oh, roles. Oh, no, no. Ellen is not Asian. I'm okay. sorry. Ellen is very white, but okay. she is very much a woman. Okay.
0: Well, I mean,. I don't know. And
1: I had a discussion about Ellen with Liz Calloway, Broadway star who played Ellen on Broadway. Wow. um, On Twitter because I had a tweet about it and she
0: like responded to it. And I was like, Liz Calloway,
1: notice me, queen. And she did notice me.
0: We love that. We love a Broadway Twitter interaction. I know. You know, Broadway fan to Broadway actress. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Well, that is a good week, I must say. So now we're hopping into the news. Yes. The news for idiots. And firstly, the thing that is, I guess, on everyone's lips, this happened, I guess, 21 hours ago. The news broke. Uh, that Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, the in my opinion less attractive of the Hemsworths, <laughs> are no longer together. They have gotten a divorce eight months after their marriage, their wedding. Um, and, and let's see, the People article says some stuff about this. Blah blah blah. It's going to be like respect my privacy, I assume. But um, I mean,
1: I'm just very confused by this because I I thought a multitude of things. Yes. Through, uh, in this relationship, for a while I thought like, oh, they were no longer together because I know they broke up in 2012. Right. They did. And then I vaguely heard that they were back together, but then I forgot about it. So yeah, when they I g- heard they got married, I was like, oh, they were back together. Yes. And now that they announced their divorce, I was like, oh, haven't they been married for like 10 years? I mean, like <laughs> it's It's like there's no set in stone vision of their relationship in my head totally. because I just... I mean I wish them both the best but like I really didn't was not
0: preoccupied No, with I don't this know that I'm like tied into Miley or Liam's personal lives in that way but uh they have according to the rep for Cyrus who told people in a statement Liam and Miley have agreed to separate at this time ever evolving ever evolving changing as partners and individuals they have decided this is what's best while they both focus on themselves and their careers they remain dedicated parents to is funny to me. They remain still remain dedicated parents to all of their animals they share while lovingly and taking this time apart. Please respect the process and privacy. And it's like, just split up the animals. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: oh, animal custody is like a huge thing. Really? Like with couples, like I had a friend who Adopted a dog with her boyfriend, yeah. Um, And her boyfriend,
0: oh, (laughs) was may he not approve of him? Did not like him the whole time.
1: Uh, Didn't love him the whole time, and then by the end, by the end, it was just like absolutely not. Get out of here! You need to get out of here. But they adopted a dog, and they split up, and so they like went to court, and I stop. I I know. I I haven't spoken to this friend in a long time, but like I think they. Like the judge ordered, like joint custody. So I think they have to like pass the dog back and forth. What I know, guys, and like, look, I get it. You love your pets. Pets are wonderful. Uh, Animals are great. I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was a child.
0: Oh, but (laughs) (laughs) the news for Matt Steele.
1: (laughs) But uh, guys, it's a dog. Like I, I I, I get it. I know I. You love your pets, but like, it. That's a
0: lot. I also am kind of in the opinion of. It's like why we don't buy furniture together because at some point we're not going to yes. live together. Even if you are in, if you're in a relationship that's not a marriage, and I guess they were married. But if you're just dating someone, don't buy but an But like animal eight with months them.
1: in they split up, that was on sh- shaky ground when <laughs> they got
0: married. I do wonder, like, I guess a lot can change in eight months. But if they had been together on and off for so long. Eight
1: months was January. Oh, shit. How, that
0: feels like yesterday. <laughs> I know, but like, I just don't know why they chose to get married if they had been so on and off, and if there were maybe cracks and things. I don't know. But I just hope she's happy. She did tweet this morning something about nature. I'll probably get to it in a second. Something but about nature? It was something what? about nature. But she also, uh, Miley, has been spotted kissing Brody Jenner's ex, Caitlyn Carter, in Italy. So uh, I think Miley is... she's. I think she is gender nonconforming, and I think she's also uh, open to dating people of all genders. So okay. uh, Brody Jenner, I think, is just... Getting a divorce from Caitlyn Carter, like the Hills reboot that's airing right now, Caitlyn is his wife on the show that is currently airing. Oh. So I believe their divorce, which I don't think be actually was a divorce because I don't think they were ever actually married, but they called each other husband and wife. I don't that's know. That's like to
1: me, Miley and Liam like, they were <laughs> never actually. like. I,
0: I I think they were. And honestly, the only thing I think about when I think about Caitlyn Carter, who is Brody Jenner's ex, is like, remember when Avril Levine jaded Brody Jenner?
1: That was, no. That was
0: crazy. But yeah, while the Hills I think was first airing, Avril Levine and Brody dated very seriously for years and like got matching tattoos together. And I'm like, wow, Avril. I mean guys don't adopt an animal unless
1: you're fully married and committed don't get matching tattoos don't get matching
0: tattoos ever period <laughs> that's the end of the list like I'm sure Nick Cannon hated covering up his big Mariah back tattoo with Man, that like that was a big that was a, and Mariah's little tiny Mrs. Cannon butterfly I'm sure she could cover up with just a little <laughs> a little Nick, mark here and there oh adorable. Um uh, I
1: mean I wish them both the best. I'm sure they're both nice people.
0: And I'm sure they're both I mean they're both insanely wealthy and attractive. They will find other people. But I mean, I I guess the only connection I felt to their relationship was I felt like Bangers was kind of a breakup album with when one of the early times that Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus broke up. And so it was kind of interesting to see them back together and I was like, "Oh wow, what a turnaround. And things have changed, but I don't know. I feel like if there's these many up and down, like I don't feel like an on and off relationship is a good one to hold on to as a marriage. It's like, oh, if it's on and off, it's going to be off again, right? Especially now, like
1: you're kissing another girl like so quickly. It's like
0: I bet it's been off for a minute. Like I bet, I bet they have been separated for a while and it's just now coming to the public. But but like
1: separate, like married in January and then were they separated in March? Like I, it's 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 very quick. Very emotions are very quick. They fly around. They do. And rich they, and the
0: marriage was longer than Kim Kardashian's so that Chris Humphreys Good would say for that them. By, so, you know, beat them. Good they were together them. for like, a couple of dates. <laughs> but yes, let's see. Miley's tweet was about nature. Here we go. Um, Don't fight evolution because you will never win. Like the mountain I am standing on top of, which was once underwater connected with Africa, change is inevitable. The Dolomites were not created overnight. It was over millions of years that this ma- magnificent beauty was formed. And then she posts two pictures of her like looking hot on a mountaintop. <laughs> that must have been two tweets, right? No, we're that's on... a lot of characters. Uh, but, but you know, they've upped the characters. That was one... Part two. My dad always told me, nature never hurries, but it is always on time. It fills my heart with peace uh, and hope, knowing that this is true. I was taught to respect the planet and its process, and I am committed to doing the same with my own. Blue heart.
1: Well, that's a more... that's a. <laughs> how do I respond to that tweet? That is a nicer tweet than I would probably tweet when I get divorced. Oh, one day same. Which will literally just be like, "Men are trash." I'm deleting my account.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you so. don't get divorced. Even though I would, li- I would like the tweet if you did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For You're listening. welcome. I would
0: definitely love that. Do you think
1: tweet? it would be like the most liked tweet in history? Because like, I am marrying like an insanely famous person. Oh, who are you marrying? I don't, marrying? Just I don't so know what? yet, but they will be. But an they'll insane be insanely
0: famous. Do you think it'll be like Tom Holland?
1: More famous?
0: Uh, he's very famous. He's, he's very in the Spider-Man famous. movies. Yeah, but
1: like more like like some like someone. It would, it would be the biggest news
0: story on the planet. It okay. won't be like
1: Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth getting worse. <laughs>
0: wow, <laughs> are you saying that? Story? It's a huge story. You're just you don't care about it, but it's a big story. Like it's we're talking about it first for a reason. Like this is what the people are going to be talking about. Really? Yes. It happened very recently. It happened it over the like weekend. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so on Monday, I'm sure you'll see more about it. Okay. Okay. You should point your face to the mic more. I, oh, move, they can hear or me. Or move the mic. So but I want to look, look in your at, eyes. I know. Well, we'll, we'll turn the mic I a little bit. You. I love you. We, we're friends. <laughs> oh God! There's this one, *Fantangled*, I think, who's like very much ships us. So you're just gonna hear that and think that it's all happening. *Tangled*,
1: it's not happening. It's not.
0: It's still not happening after all these years. If it had happened, it would have happened, and we would not be speaking. No. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> no. It would have gone south very
0: it quickly. Really? Would have? No. It would not have worked out. Okay. Also, uh, the gays are mad. Why are we mad? Because. Equinox and SoulCycle are being boycotted because... Oh, you um, mean
1: the gays who work out are mad.
0: Ah, <laughs> yes, the gays who went to Equinox or SoulCycle, which is neither of neither us. Neither of us. <laughs> they are mad because uh, Stephen Ross is a billionaire real estate developer and owner of a private investment firm that backed many of uh, many kinds of brands, including... Um, Soul Cycle and Equinox. So they felt like after Pride Month, where Soul Cycle and Equinox, I'm sure we're very much, you know, promoting equality. Stephen Ross is throwing a Trump fundraiser trying to get him reelected. And it's like, for $250,000 a plate, you could get in and like take a picture with Donald Trump or some oh my shit. God. And it's just like, is this where our money is going? And I think the gays are mad. The gays are, the fitness gays that we are not are very <laughs> pissed. And that's the thing is, it's, I'm like, I'm also joining the boycott insofar as, like, of course, I couldn't afford a fucking Equinox. I, know. I, have, I don't have $150 to throw around every month.
1: I really don't think that many people are boycotting. I think so many people are. Lying and saying uh, that they had an Equinox gym membership <laughs> just because <laughs> they want to—they want people to think that they had enough money to have an Equinox I mean, gym membership.
0: I think SoulCycle but for, them
1: for joining the the cause, and
0: that's the thing is, I feel like there's so many responses to this that are like, "Oh my God, what about the, like the people that work at SoulCycle and Equinox, and like why are we like we? What about them? And like you can't not support them, and it's like, well. I don't know. I care about where my money goes. Like, I try not to buy Chick-fil-A even though I grew up on it and it's amazing. Because they hate the gays. They support anti-gay causes and thus Well,
1: as a Popeye stan, <laughs> I am unaffected by Chick-fil-A's. I was gonna stances. say, have you been
0: ever affected by a stance of, you know, something you I've loved?
1: always chosen the right brands. Really? I must say.
0: I do think Urban Outfitters has a few Problems have you ever gotten from that? I
1: had in 2012. I was very much an Urban Outfitters gay, but mm. um, I am not anymore. Wow! Not because of like the their. Issues or
0: whatever, but just because, like, we don't live near an urban outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> I love all that's changed. You're like, yeah, this has changed for me because it's now inconvenient. <laughs> it's now inconvenient, yeah.
1: I, I still go to Popeye's and we don't live near Popeye's, though. I go I was going to say, when it, I don't even
0: think of you having Popeye's. When if you had Popeye's? There's
1: one in, in North Hollywood okay. um, near my friend's place. So and wait, I, you eat it
0: there? I don't think you've ever brought Popeye's back to our apartment. No, because it's gone before oh I get back to the apartment. <laughs> I guess you are. I stand. Yes. I feel like we had... I was more of a KFC.
1: Oh, God. How dare you? KFC was good. Those freaking roles. KFC is... Fine, it's good. It's not Popeyes. Oh my God. Darling. you Pope and Popeyes is legit. Popeyes is the best because you literally wait an hour for your fast food, but it's
0: so worth it. Well, is it really? I'm not doing that. It's great. I'm not a person it's who waits it. in line and then and they're, they're like, not...
1: Oh no, sorry, we took so long. Here's an, some extra biscuits, here's some extra breasts, here's some extra. Oh, uh, and Popeyes fries are so underrated. I don't know how we started talking about Popeyes.
0: Oh, because we were talking about boycotting, boycotting, things, things. and so you never had to boycott uh Popeyes, but I honestly, I feel like there's a lot of backlash to the backlash and they're like oh because in fairness Stephen Ross I believe is an investor in so many different things and so many different parts of our lives that like to completely boycott everything he's doing it would be impossible but I don't know I feel like taking any sort of stand is better than taking no stand at all and if people feel like their money is going somewhere that they don't want it to go I think that's great and important and yeah. even if like it's the Equinox is like oh well he's only like they said something like well he's like a silent investor he doesn't even have a really of the company and it's like that's not true like people have looked at how involved he is in Soul Cycle and Equinox and it's like very much so it's like please don't lie to us we have people on the ground we can do our research the internet's yeah. right here yes so, the gays yeah. are
1: smart and resourceful yes
0: and childless and bored yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we will look it up we will yeah. look it up and so fuck Stephen Ross and fuck Equinox and I hope I mean I hope hopefully their you know their their services take a hit and they have to do something and get Stephen Ross out of there, and hopefully they can still, you know, keep up the equinox of it all without Stephen Ross's investment. But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to support someone who is supporting someone who uh, wants to see me dead. Yeah, like I <laughs> you mean, know? we have every right to determine where our money goes. Right. that is what capitalism is. So yes.
1: God bless America.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, Billy Eichner is with us, and he says that he just contacted Equinox to cancel his membership after many years. Um, Money talks, especially with these monsters. If it's too inconvenient for you to trade one luxury gem for another, then you should be ashamed no disrespect to the many wonderful employees at my local Equinox. Bye. And I saw, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I no disrespect, saw, but bye. But uh, bye. I also saw uh, Andy Cohen had said something about not going to his Equinox anymore, but um, on his Instagram stories, I don't know if you follow him. He has a trainer named Stanny, who we all love, and uh, luckily Stanny left Equinox months ago, and so they've been training somewhere else. So oh. Just keeping you up to
1: breath. I'm Thank to you day. so much. You're just, uh, hey, I'm happy. I, I haven't been up on uh, Andy Cohen's stories in a while. I so. Do you not <laughs> follow him on Instagram? I don't He's know. A
0: Fun follow. Okay. Um also in the news today, the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to ABC. It's coming everywhere. We have it's, a million Little Mermaids. Yes, the Little Mermaids. There are going to be a million Little Mermaids, and none of them will be white, which no. I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is the starring the uh, voice actress who voiced Moana. Her name is Auli Cravalho, and I watched a video on how to say her name before this podcast for this reason. <laughs> I, I would say you were very confident. I am, and I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> but she is starring as uh, Ariel and Queen Latifah, is going to be um, the Octopus Lady Ursula. Ursula, yes, the <laughs> Octopus Lady. Jesus Christ, I haven't
1: seen it in a long time. Oh my then, God! Sh- you should know the names <laughs> of the characters in the Little Mermaid. I mad connected to the I Little Mermaid. I'm currently
0: connected to them, and we, you know, it's we wish everyone all the best in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> and Shaggy is going to be Sebastian. That's really fun. Yes, and I think that'll be fun. But it's also like the Little Mermaid's really coming at us. From all areas coming at us. And I I realize these are classic films, classic things that people want to see again. But do we need a live action movie after the live action, live musical mm-hmm. events yeah, on ABC? Musical. like Do we need the Little Mermaid live before the live action Little Mermaid? I know. It's really just like we're playing Mad Libs at this point. Like how can <laughs> we, you know, exploit... Which Little Mermaid is which? Yes. How can we exploit this IP? It's crazy. Yeah,
1: I think it's a very... I don't know if it's a good or bad decision by Disney. I guess we'll find out because it's kind of... Will people be Little Mermaided out by the time the live right. action... Version comes, I would imagine Disney would be like, no, nothing Little Mermaid, so people can build up and build, their, build up right. their excitement for the live action yes. version. So I was really surprised when is it NBC or ABC? Fox? It's ABC. Yeah. ABC. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> I ABC's- mean, ABC
0: is then the Disney, you know, Disney. ABC. That, okay,
1: okay, that but, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But ABC's first live action. Oh, is it
0: the first? I think it's ABC's first. Wow. Um, As a it's part NBC of or, or the Wonderful World of Disney franchise.
1: Oh, the Wonderful World of Disney! I miss the Is Wonderful World thing? of Disney what on ABC. That? Oh, in like the nineties, it mm. was like a the wonderful. It was like Brandy Cinderella. Like that was a part of the oh. Wonderful World of Disney. Like it would always, it would be like a, a Sunday night special mm. or something. Oh, they should bring um, those back. I, they, it was so wonderful those specials, guys. We miss the Wonderful. World We of Disney. I
0: mean, we miss Brandy Cinderella. We miss Brandy
1: Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they had wonderful things like uh, like Annie. They we did Annie was wonderful. Mm. I know you're very anti. Annie right now I mean you made me this sorry <laughs> um, but you know they always had really great specials and, and so I think it's interesting that they're bringing it back for like a live show I mean women.
0: I'm excited about that too but I also kind of wish because the Broadway show of the Lion King is so spectacular and so lauded and I realize they just put out the Lion King live action but I feel like if I wanted a live action Disney thing I would prefer to see the Lion King just because the Broadway show is so iconic that I, mean, I would want to see it. They would have to, I guess, just film the Broadway show. Which I'd be fine with. <laughs> oh,
1: I'd totally be fine with that. that is should it still be on preserved. Broadway? Yes, it absolutely wow. is. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's years? never leaving. Uh 1998, so 21 years. It's, it's not the longest running. No, 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 no. Phantom
0: of the Operas* oh. is still the longest running. That's from 1988. Oh, shit. Yes, and it's still going now. Oh yes. Oh my! It didn't take a break.
1: No, take a break.
0: No, <laughs> no. Phantom
1: of the Opera is still going strong. Guys.
0: Wow. All right. Good to know. Um. But yeah. No. I would like to see the Lion King. But I mean, I'll. I mean. I guess for what our videos, I have to watch this. But I'm excited to watch it. I think that Moana, young lady, is very talented, and I love her getting roles. I love her getting everything. And um, obviously Queen Latifah as Ursula is going to be amazing. I feel like yeah, she's always. I know, I think of her as being so sweet and kind and, and nice all the time. So seeing her be a villainess and stealing, you know, that little girl's voice is going to be fun. For oh, her. yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Was, I'm always down for a live musical. Yeah, moment. I mean, I'm not always. Like, <laughs> oof, and by anything. not always, you mean never. I mean, I liked The Wiz. The yes. Wiz Live was lovely. Yes. Um, the, And Grease Live when
1: I was in it and um, you were watching me on network television live.
0: There were very good things about that. Grease. Like was, me, like Student 16. Student 16 was a highlight. Iconic. Uh, the... Story of Greece and the musical of Greece and the movie of Greece are not great, in my (laughs) humble opinion.
1: Greece I did not like at all when I was a kid because I thought it was like dumb. Yeah. But now that I'm older, I'm like, it's still dumb, but (laughs) damn these songs are great.
0: I mean, there are a few very good songs, but like I don't know. I felt like someone should have died in it. Anyways. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Did you ever watch the Hunt trailer?
1: I did see the Hunt yes, trailer. Yes, your all
0: Kelly Swank.
1: I was so excited. I was like, okay, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on Thursday, and before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the trailer for The Hunt. What did you think about Once and Upon a Time in Hollywood? It was long. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And uh, not Quentin Tarantino's best and <laughs> disappointed, because I, I usually really like his films a lot.
0: and oh. I think was that was it? the first film of his that I've s- watched all the way through and not fallen asleep. Because I fell asleep during a Kill Bill.
1: That's interesting because all of his other films, so much much more more. happens. (laughs) Yes, I know. And
0: I was awake and was like, what's happening? Doesn't seem like a lot.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. So the trailer for The Hunt was before that. Yeah. Guys, when I tell you, I think I say it all the time. I'm a huge Hillary Swank stand. I love time. her so much and I just want her to succeed and get that third Oscar <laughs> nomination to prove to the world that she can get a third Oscar nomination why does she after need,
0: two wins. I, why does she need a third
1: nomination? Because though? it's very much a thing. Like she has two Oscars, but. Doesn't have any other sort of like huge right. roles that she's known for. Yeah. So people are kind of just like, Hillary Swank's career is so crazy. Like, it's you know, a million dollar baby, awesome. and what's the other one? And Boys Don't Cry, oh. which is
0: such an incredible performance. Do you think she deserved the Oscar for both of those performances?
1: Uh, I would say so, yeah. yeah. I would say Boys Don't Cry is the better of the two. Okay. But like, she's. Excellent and Million Dollar Baby as yeah. well. I don't know who I would have voted for that year. That yeah. was an, a very good year for Best Leading Actress. Mm. Um, so, but I, I just love Hillary Swank because I'm always rooting for her. She's so talented and great, and seems like such a wonderful person. Mm. And if you would like to be on this podcast as a guest, Hillary Swank, you're invited. <laughs> yeah, just come um, to our apartment <laughs>
0: and like sit with us. Hey,
1: she'll do it. We'll and see. so um, I just wanted her to get a third Oscar nomination, and she could have for The Hunt, but.
0: I mean, after uh, two recent mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, and do you note how I knew where they were, uh, Mm -hmm. after two mass shootings, the Universal Pictures canceled plans to release. I can't... I was trying to think the last time that a major motion picture was Was just... canceled. canceled. Like, I remember when... Because for similar reasons, because there are mass shootings in this country all the fucking time. And it's disgusting, and no one's doing anything about it because of the NRA, and I fucking hate everything. Um, I remember when the TV show Heathers got canceled because of... I think there was a school shooting around that time, and mm-hmm. the whole TV show, obviously, that was a big part of it. Like, students dying. But I don't think I've seen a major motion picture... that It's intense. ...get scrapped like this. Yeah,
1: so close
0: to its sort of premiere, I I guess, know, because it, it was coming, coming out soon? in September. It was coming out in September. Man. That like, means... Uh, the people behind the Cats still have a chance to just swipe it out. No,
1: no, not going to happen. Cats completely is family friendly, completely harmless. Mm,
0: maybe they'll be like, a, I don't know. There, maybe there'll be a boycott.
1: Nope. There <laughs> maybe absolutely so, will not someone be. Someone
0: involved is a Trump supporter and we can all back out.
1: The world is not ready for what Cats is about to bring us. Oh, my God. But yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about this. I think it's very disappointing. I mean, there are so many movies that are like this mm. um, that have come out and are coming out. like So I think it's very interesting that this movie was the one that
0: they chose to cancel. It also was one of the ones that um, y'all's president tweeted about and he was like oh this is like the liberal agenda blah blah blah. But it's also like I'm pretty sure if I understood the plot of this movie the liberal people were the bad guys and they were the elites that were like gonna be shooting uh, like shooting people for sport like rednecks or something. I didn't truly get the plot even from watching the trailer. The
1: plot just seems like People are kidnapped and uh, put in sort of like a ring. Right, but there is a
0: political bent to it. Like the I'm one sure group of people is, is liberal, and one group of people is Republican. Are you know? Whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I didn't. Like, I didn't get that. Well, from I don't the know trailer. why I need that. Um, so, but maybe the 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 Trump of it all and like people coming after them, you know, because of his crazy, insane fans. Like maybe that had something to do with it as well. Beyond because that's the thing is like all movies are really fucking like a lot of movies are really fucking violent. Like to the point. Where, again, I grew up on Mortal Kombat, like, I have definitely, like, you know, pulled someone's spine out in a video game, but at some point in my older age, I just can't, watch. like, during that whole last sequence in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I had to close my eyes, watching the trailer for The Hunt, I was like, God! Why I just feel like it's so strange that this country and like maybe the world, but certainly America is so obsessed with like don't show sex, don't show gays kissing, don't show this, but like oh someone's head getting fucking blown out yeah, like, like this is cool and this creative. is cool and awesome and like normal for everyone to see. I don't know. I just think it's so odd what we decide is you know improper for children, but. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't have seen The Hunt either way. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't have supported Um, Hill? I mean, I would support you supporting Hill. Thank you. Um, But I do think, like you said, there's just so much violence and gun violence all around us in the media that it does seem odd. That this is the one. I mean,
1: if you said, if there is a political bend, like as you said, you think there was. I do. um, That's definitely uh, pretty. I mean, but I, I don't. Th- I, you know, I'm of the mindset where, like, things shouldn't be censored. Right. You know, this is America, blah, right. blah, blah. Um, but, you know, also, people do need to make money. So, like, if there was going to be such a backlash against this film, mm. then
0: I guess the production companies were kind of just like, no. Well, they'd already started spending money on the marketing anyway. So they're going to be in the hole either way. Because they paid That's all true. those actors. They paid, you know, the director. Like... So either way, they they're not making money. Well, I
1: guys, know. I do know because my coworker told me yesterday that there is a Netflix movie, I believe, called I Mother that Hillary Swank is also okay. in. So if you want to support Hillary Swank, stream I Mother. I hear it's very good.
0: Yes, this is now the Hillary Swank Big Brother <laughs> <laughs> podcast if, by if, Matt Steele. <laughs> if you
1: want to support Hillary Swank. I, I mean Mother.
0: I think I, if you like if you like her, I I am sure she's fine. <laughs> I haven't even seen an interview. I've never seen one of her movies. Oh uh, we well, watch I was... Boys Don't Cry Together one day. You've never seen Million Dollar Baby? No. I he was gifted a P.S. I Love You one year at A White Elephant. I didn't
1: want that. I've actually never seen P.S. I, mean, I Love You. I mean, I'm sure you. it's
0: horrible. Gerard Butler and Hillary Swank paying like, love interest sounds like a wreck. It sounds fine. <laughs> I don't trust them.
1: They could love each other. I don't believe it. She deserves a hot guy like Gerard Butler.
0: He seems so dumb. That's why he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, in the Twitter-liking news of the week, <laughs> our country queen, Casey Musgraves, the queen of the Yeehaw, um. All right, I hate that I even have to say Kid Rock's name on this podcast, but this person who was famous in, you know, the early 2000s and the 90s tweeted something very derogatory about Taylor Swift that I can't even find the tweet. Am I going to go to Kid Rock's Twitter account? Absolutely not. It was something to the effect. Oh, here we go. Taylor Swift wants to be a Democrat because she wants to be in movies, period. Looks like she will suck the doorknob off of Hollywood to get there. And it's like. What What are you talking about? Like, none of this makes sense. And also, like, I, I feel like his whole conservative act is such a fucking fraud. Like, you look up, someone tweeted, like, a picture of where he grew up, and he grew up essentially like Taylor Swift did, like, super fucking rich, and, like, you're not like a down-home, one-of-the-people-country person Yeah, yourself. you just, like,
1: grew your hair out and right. wore and, some gross tank Yeah, tops. right, and you're
0: ugly. Like, congratulations, you did it. But the... Thing we actually want to discuss is supposedly Casey Musgraves liked this tweet, but and the Swifties saw it and of course swarmed her mentions every which way. She says that she was hacked, and the only thing the hacker did was like this tweet, which seems odd, but it does seem like you can accidentally like a tweet. Of and course, if you like, if you
1: like, ac- if you, like are like swiping seeing-
0: up, you can accidentally
1: hit the heart. Right. You know. Right.
0: And so then Casey had to uh, release and you know an Instagram message and a Twitter message that was based in her notes app (laughs) that said last week I was dragged for how liberal I am. And anyone that knows me knows how outspoken I am about equality and respect. I've connected with Taylor. She knows this is not how I feel. And we are cool. That was a manipulated image. I don't even follow Kid Rock and I would never support any message promoting such disgusting misogyny. And like, sure. I mean, that sounds right. Like, it doesn't feel like that is the kind of thing that Casey would be, uh, Would be would be in agreement too because she's built her career on being like the liberal queen of country, right? Like her first big hit, the one that won uh, like CMA's Song of the Year, was Follow Your Arrow, where she talks about like if you want to kiss girls, go do that, whatever floats your boat. Like she smokes weed in that song too, and you know she loves the gays. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I, I'm (laughs) sure I I am inclined to trust Casey Musgraves in this situation. She has no reason to like this tweet, right? Um, I just know like. Taylor fans, like, have a problem with Casey Musgraves because, like, they yeah. feel like she's anti-Taylor, whatever, like, and has been for a while. Right. I mean, like, I do. There, there were, is a rivalry, I guess. I don't know if there's a fully
0: a rivalry, but I do think that. I don't know if it's pit in the media or pit between them specifically, but I do feel like that's like Casey is like back when Taylor did country, like she would make songs like this that were more songwriting based and, you know, melodic. And so if you're missing the old Taylor, you can go listen to Casey. And there is a song on her second album that she references in the chorus. Like she doesn't want to be part of a big machine, which was the Taylor Swift's record label at the time. Uh. And so maybe there was a little shade thrown. Maybe there was some bad blood there, but I don't think it was anything to the point of, her liking that kind of tweet and thinking that about her like I don't think her Taylor Swift's liberalness is what Casey Musgraves would not like about her you know yeah
1: I just think it's so funny because in the comment section like in the replies yeah. to the tweet it was literally all just you know all the Taylor stands being angry I but know. also I've noticed this in uh, what a hashtag whoever is canceled party like Camila Cabello <laughs> had one for a hot second right. this week for some reason I didn't even bother to check <laughs> and see what it was right um So many replies are like K pop fans? I know. Hashtagging who, whatever the hashtag is and then putting a, a video of like BTS or like whatever girl K-pop group <laughs> right. they love in there just to promote just their to favorite promote. K-pop group. I'm and telling it's like you. this is great promotion. I love this. They're like stream BTS instead. Right.
0: I feel like pop music stands in general are on like one level of like insanity of like I love my artist and like I will never they will never do anything wrong, which again I understand, but I feel like K pop love like stands are on a different level. They're just like, oh no, we will make everything about absolutely. the artist that I like. It's like, oh, this something happened in the news. Let's use it. L- let stream BTS. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and it's, Why do they get nominated for VMAs? And I'm and like, I don't know. Kind of genius. Hey,
1: I mean, hey, it worked. One I day mean, I
0: hope to be on their level.
1: I mean, like, absolutely. You know? and we always get requests to uh, review K-pop. And, and I stuff. feel like
0: one day we should, but I just feel like I don't. It's like when we get requests to um, review hip, like Hardy's album and stuff. It's like, I feel like I don't know the genre well enough to give an informed opinion. Like, yeah. as much as people may be getting mad in our fucking Katy Perry small talk reactions, like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to <laughs> pop music, sweetie. And, like, that song's not great. <laughs> so you can stay mad. But it's like, with K-pop, it's like, I could give an opinion, but it's not really based on any sort of yeah, you know my knowledge of it's my breadth of the, of my knowledge is not.
1: It would not sort of just be enough. like the both of us talking about it, like in the same way, like I reviewed Brandy's Full Moon, sort of just like Ugh. this. I liked this. This oh was good. God.
0: This sounds cool. That's like, true. You did miss some great songs. <laughs> you, <laughs> you did like, not I, understand. The I great don't miss miss
1: know some enough about songs. this to. Really understand it fully. I, I'm yeah.
0: trying to help you. I'm trying to get you more in 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 the mix. There. But
1: also the weird thing about the Kid Rock tweet was kind of just like he thinks that Taylor Swift is desperate to be a movie star now. It's just like Taylor Swift is desperate for nothing. I know. At the Taylor moment. Swift has it all. So. Taylor Swift is the Biggest like pop star on the planet. Right. Like, it's.
0: I think she'll be okay. She'll be
1: okay. She's not like ooh, I want to be the next Meryl Streep. Right. I think she's fine.
0: I think she's that. fine. Think I'm she's with She's content you. with her career. Hey, agreed. Yeah. Uh, lastly, one cool new thing that's coming out uh, that I'm sure neither of us will watch, but it seemed like cool casting. <laughs> um, Ryan Murphy's next American Crime Story is American Crime Story: Impeachment, and Monica Lewinsky is producing it. That's. <laughs>
1: Interesting. When I found out that Monica Lewinsky was producing it, that was was when I was like, "Oh, this uh, has
0: gotten." I kind of, I feel like Ryan Murphy is getting smart in the way that he's making these things. Like Pose, he brought on Steve Canals, like someone who has history in the actual subject matter. It's like he's like, "I know how to make a great show, but like, I have a very specific life. Like, I don't know anything about ball court culture in New York. Let me mm -hmm. bring Steve Canals, who knows this kind of thing, and can tell the stories, and I can just be the backing and like." And who knows better about what happened during that time than Monica fucking Lewinsky? Yeah. Woo! That's
1: interesting. I but I I do wonder though if there will be any sort of like sway in like making certain people like look bad right. like because Monica has such a heavy like hand in it. Right.
0: Part of me's a little nervous about like when is this coming out versus like the election, but maybe that's yeah. just me being, you know, scared for the election. <laughs> yeah, it's like is this will will this make because like when our side looked bad. Yes. Like whenever anything like when Jeff Epstein died, which, I you know, committed suicide or supposedly in jail, people are always like, oh, Clinton body count, Clinton murder count. And it's just like literally everything comes back to the Clintons for them. And it's also like, guys, we didn't even stand Bill like that. Like if you want to like lock Bill up, like, OK, <laughs>
1: guys, we stand Hillary we stand here,
0: Hillary in this
1: house. So um, which makes me nervous about this. It's
0: just like, how is she going to be portrayed? I know. I know. Ha- I'm very nervous like, about that. And it's like, will the Democratic nominee like want a Hillary Clinton endorsement? Like, or is that... I don't know. It's just... It's so. It's like everyone's always going to be like, Brock, Brock, Brock. But I wonder is like... I don't know. It's devastating. I don't know. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, lot. it's, it's it know, a lot. I know as, as a Hillary it. stan, it's hard for you. But yes, no. Yeah. Uh, but the casting's interesting. Um, because it was always like, oh, why is Sarah Paulson not going to be in the next uh, American Horror Story? It's like, oh, well, she's going to be in this. She's going to be Linda Tripp. Um, Beanie Feldstein, um, is going to be Monica Lewinsky. Which is excellent casting. Oh my God. Me. Oh my I'm A fascinated by that. A plus. And then Annalie Ashford is going to be Paula Jones. And I don't. I love Annalie Ashford. Wait, do I know her from, is she, she on top model? <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> there was an Annalise Cycle Eleven. Okay, no, that is not Annalise. Ashford. <laughs> Ashford, she's a Broadway star. She won a Tony Award for You Can't Take It With You in 2015. Mm. She um she got her big Broadway star in Legally Blonde. She plays uh. one of Elle's friends in Legally Blonde. Oh, cool. She's like The quirky, weird blonde one. Wow. Um, and good for her. And and then, what a career? Yeah, you know, and she uh she's She was recently dot in Sunday in the Park with George mm. on Broadway with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Um, so yeah, she's she's a and she's actually um. Uh, she's f- good friends with Greg. You guys who are, listen- <laughs> who are listening don't know Greg. My friend Greg is good friends with Annalie Oh, Asher. that's cute. Yeah, she's she's very talented. She's very funny.
0: So, okay, so since all of these people, you're happy with the casting and like Annalie Ashford comes from a Broadway background and it's about, you know, Hillary will be involved. Do you think you'll actually watch this? Uh, I, I will. Wow. I, I think I might. Yeah, I think I might. You're watching a TV I am, show. I am
1: so nervous. It's just like if anyone says anything negative... <laughs> About Hillary, I know. That I will, will punch my you. TV that screen. Will be, please
0: don't. That's my TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> you can like punch your phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, something else is happening. So that's the news for Idiots for this week. I hope you guys learned something. We hope Miley and Liam are okay, and we'll be back soon uh, with some emails. We got several emails this week. We did I must a lot say, of emails. and then also we'll be back with giving you moments, darling. Hi, everybody.
1: We're back. Yes, welcome back.
0: And we have breaking. Breaking news. news, guys.
1: Actually, I have a breaking news thing,
0: too. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'll start with mine. Okay. I jumped on Instagram during our long, arduous break. Yes. Adele seems like she's having a great summer. Thank God, guys. <laughs> I know. She's going through a breakup, a divorce, but she seems like she has her friends by her and her baby was with her with a heart over his face to you know maintain his privacy. Yes. And she looks amazing. There was one shot that I was like, oh, this should have been the cover of the album. Her hair's all on her face, blowing in the wind. I just feel like she's living her best life, and I'm so happy for her.
1: Guys, what a time to be alive. Yes. You know? Well, I also have breaking news. I Since we were talking about Gerard Butler, I wanted to Google him just so I could look at his face. Okay. Um, because I was like, he's hot. Let me look at pictures of him. And I found out, you said he looks dumb. He studied law. Oh know, wow! So Gerard Butler is not dumb, guys.
0: I mean, there are dumb people who can study well. law. <laughs> well, I
1: don't. I, I've never like seen him do an interview. How's he things, look so these know. days?
0: Good he, still? I mean, he looks great. <laughs> he
1: looks like great. he looks great, guys. All right, good for and him. And he can s- spout some law information at me. Yes, like, yes. We love it. I am so turned on right now. All right, let's read some. Call movie. me Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get to some emails, Matt Steele. We got several emails this week. We're gonna go through two. We really right? did.
1: So we because we got so many, we can only do two. Don't worry, we'll save others in the ether for in case there are weeks where we don't get any. I know exactly. Um, so I feel like yes. we should call the email segment
0: "Email My Heart." Oh my, <laughs> I do love it. it. Yeah, I
1: feel like everyone can relate to it because everyone's doing
0: email. Everyone is. Doing so emails. I
1: feel like everyone will like us calling the segment "Email My Heart," it.
0: and I also love you announcing it like, in front of everyone. So if I was like, I really hate that. <laughs> like, what was I going to do? I mean, but luckily, it's a great idea.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a great idea. So yeah. welcome to Email My Heart, yes. the segment where we go through emails. If you would like to be a part of Email My Heart, you can email us at 2gaymats at gmail.com. Yes, 2, T-W-O. Um, So the first one is from Aya. Ion um, is uh, her subject was icons recognizing icons and we love.
0: Aya is a patron we love her we
1: love Aya yes um, hey Mats uh, first of all love 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 the podcast even when you're oh. talking about stuff I have no clue about I find myself laughing out loud thank you That's very we safe. laugh out loud here too Uh, the question is we all know that you both have your favorite divas Steele's being Carol Channing may she rest peacefully and Palmer's being Mariah but I'm curious if each of you had to build your own Mount Rushmore of iconic divas who would join Carol and Mariah thanks best wishes Aya BA Theatre Arts Drew University and hi Aya I actually uh, got into Drew University and almost went
0: did you really yes Drew
1: University was like my second choice you
0: didn't do NYU early decision
1: I didn't no I was
0: regular decision oh I did early Well,
1: great. That means nothing. I mean, it means Uh, I got in and so. Well, great. I also got in regular. Yeah, but early is like But but Drew is also a great school. Has a very good theater program. So good for you. I love love you becoming a dramaturg.
0: Who uh, would be on your Mount Rushmore? Okay.
1: So my friend Louis
0: uh, Vertel actually has a game called The Coven Game. Yes.
1: uh, Which he started when American Horror Story Coven came out. And it's basically this game.
0: Essentially like yeah, yeah. Who, who are your five yeah. females? Um, is it but, five, how, there are four people on Mount Rushmore? Though. Yeah, but we're gonna do five. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Actually, You've totally changed Aya's game, but right, sure. Right, right, uh,
1: mm. Mount Rushmore can it, it's our own country. We can do whatever you want. So my Mount Mount Rushmore obviously is Carol Channing. Yes. In the center. Yes. Um and then Bernadette Peters. Okay. Then all five Spice Girls. Chiseled this very is, small so they can all fit this in is one cheating, space. But go it is on. not. This they is count cheating. as one entity, one unit. This is cheating. Uh, Fantasia, Ooh. and Fantasia, our American Idol, and, and American Idol, our American Idol, and uh, normally I would say if it was years ago I would have said the iconic Queen Maddie Gosselin. Daughter of Kate Gosselin on John K plus eight, um. But since 2016, obviously Maddie Gosselin has been replaced by Miss Hillary Clinton. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Um, yes. and she is someone who would be on a Mount Rushmore type national monument. Yes. So, um, Hillary Clinton. All right. Would be on my Mount Rushmore.
0: I love that. Yeah. Okay. So for your Mount Rushmore, I guess you didn't do just music. You didn't just just do musical theater. So it's like people from all walks of life.
1: Yes. Yeah. You okay. can do all music. This is your amount. Rushmore. It is my Mount president Rushmore. of your own country.
0: I mean, Mariah, of course, is the center. And, you know, end all, be all. Um, I would put Beyonce. I realize this is, like, you know, cliche now. But I have loved Beyonce since No, No, No Part 1, people. So, like, fuck you. You and Adele um, both. Yes, me and Adele. She is the musician of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else would I put there? The thing is... I would put Kelly Clarkson for many reasons. Kelly, beyond, like, she has an incredible, amazing, perfect discography, perfect voice, but she's also just, like, the most likable human being on the planet. She's a person that, like, I am inexplicably proud of, as if I had anything to do with her success. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you did. You voted for her I, on That American is true. I, I
0: did do that. But uh, she's just such a freaking queen, legend, icon. I love her so much. Um... Janet Jackson, because I mean... Yes. I mean, I mean, I can't... From the life that we've all lived, I just can't... I can't ignore her impact. Um Let me think, who would be the last on my list? Me? No.
1: <laughs>
0: but you could come to my town. Sure. And just hang out in it. I don't know. I'll be hanging out with my Mount Rushmore. Oh. Um, give, me, give me people. Give me options. Who am I thinking? Oh,
1: God, I don't know. Who do you love? Uh Maybe... Uh, like baby face. I
0: do love baby face. You'd put a baby face on there. No man. Okay, no man. <laughs> no man. Um, um, maybe Stassi. Stassi, put <laughs> you, ha- you gotta have a nice. I feel like I still love her very much. It's not the same now that she's nice. <laughs> like, I miss when she was just horribly mean. But, like, truly a queen of reality television that I will always respect. So, hats off. Hats off. Hats off. We That's love. A great
1: Mount Thank you.
0: And we have one more email that I think we're shortening because it was a bit of a novel. No shade.
1: No, we love love. We love, love. an
0: expressive email. We are also expressive. We're doing this in what? 50 minutes? There's a lot of, we love
1: a lot of questions. Yes. We, he wants to talk about this. So um Edder, um Edder, like Linda Edder, the singer, uh, which I love, um, says, This is Edder. I'm from Mexico, currently living in UK. Uh, I've been watching your YouTube channel for a couple years now. Um, He loves musical theater and also tries to keep up with pop music, so he appreciates Matt Palmer's music suggestions. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Edder. So we love that he's just as confused as I am (laughs) when Matt Palmer's talking about his stuff. Um, Has a few questions. I would like to know your opinion of Pink. She has released a couple of albums recently, and I don't know if you've ever reviewed one of them. Um, uh, I didn't particularly like Beautiful Trauma. This is Edder still talking. Um, Or her most recent album, but I was wondering, would you ever discuss her... Disc- uh, discography for me, Funhouse is her best album to date. Um, I I'm trying to think. Am a it.
0: pink person. I know her music pretty well, not super well. I also did not love Beautiful Trauma, even though I did like the title track and a few songs on there. I actually, I haven't given Hurts to Be Human enough of a listen, but my first few listens to it, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um... I think her best album is either Fun House or I'm Not Dead. I'm Not Dead is just, su- and I love Misunderstood too, but I don't think it's held up as well for me. Um, but I'm Not Dead was kind of her comeback record. She had kind of a dip in popularity with Try This, which was a good album, and had God as a DJ on it, uh, but just didn't do as well as her previous two did. Uh, but I'm Not Dead, I feel like hits on so, like, all cylinders. I think I have talked about Long Way to Happy before, mm-hmm. and that is on I'm Not Dead. It's such an excellent song. And, uh, you know, who knew I also love on that album as well as You and Your Hand. Um, I think maybe the highs maybe are higher on I'm Not Dead, but Funhouse might be more consistent. Okay. Um, do you have any feelings on Pink?
1: I think Pink is great. I yeah. I really don't know enough of her catalog yeah. to have a fully formed opinion on her music specifically, but right. I think she's great. She's very talented, and we've yeah. actually talked said many times, like as we're just sort of sitting there doing nothing, like do we talk about Pink <laughs> enough on this I feel channel? Like Which we really don't. don't. Maybe we should. Maybe We, we should. will have. A I video mean, Edder, like that. really wants some pain. Yeah, he guys. wants some,
0: some discography discussion.
1: Um. So, Eder also has another question. This one is for Matt Steele. What do you think of Sutton Foster's casting as Marion in The Music Man? She's a brilliant performer, a definite triple threat, but I'm just curious to know how my white knight will sound in Sutton's voice, given that the song and the role is for a soprano, and she's definitely more of a belter. But, you know, of course, she's a brilliant actress, wonderful performer. I think it is fascinating casting. I'm so interested to see it, to hear it, to experience it, to have it soak into my soul. I'm curious to know, will the keys change, mm. which I don't know how I feel
0: about, right. but I
1: mean, if it, I don't want her to sound like, obviously I want her to sound good. I, I don't yeah. want her to sing in a key that she doesn't feel comfortable singing in. And you know, it is kind of hard because Marion is one of the great soprano roles. Mm. Um, and there are very few of those or virtually none of them written for musical theater nowadays. Contemporary oh, wow. really? musical theater, it was all belting. And yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. the last sort of soprano role I can really think of that was in a new musical was uh, maybe "Bridges of Madison County" mm. for Kelly O'Hara. I, I, I don't know. Um, so, so you know, I'm. I'm fascinated to see what it's going to happen, what she's going to bring. I agree, she's an excellent actress. I think acting wise, she is a very, very good choice for Marion. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm really excited. What are your thoughts, Matt Palmer?
0: <laughs> I don't know what show was this. <laughs> the Music Man. Oh, The Music Man's not for me. But Sutton Foster has always seemed nice, and I'm uh, mad that her husband left her cheated on her or whatever.
1: I, I don't think that's true. I don't know what the story is. You said, that. you told me that. The, <laughs> the rumor was that like there was cheating going on or but something. But they're friends now, right? I think they're buds now. Yeah. yeah. So like if someone cheated on me, I would not be their bud. Because it's Christian Borel? Borle, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I'm I'm not sure. You're not going to give me something from knowing that man's name?
1: What? G- yeah. You should know his name. I- He's actively famous. <laughs>
0: He's, he's, a, he's Broadway famous. famous.
1: He has two Tony Awards. He does TV stuff.
0: I should be given a wow! He's that's amazing, he's Matt. On every I NBC can't believe special you knew special. his name. That's I'm not, amazing. I'm not Good for you. It's not wow. like it's not like
1: me knowing a Craig Davis song here. Impressive.
0: David Craig, <laughs> Craig Davis. <David. laughs> <laughs> 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 it's just like that, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so there was <laughs> Oh
0: my God.
1: So there was another question from Edder, um, who basically she, he wanted to know that uh, if we have seen the show Fleabag. Um, no,
0: because he loves the show. <laughs> I have heard amazing things about yes. it, and I've meaning to, I've been meaning to watch it. And it's only two seasons, I assume it's short seasons as well, and it's on Amazon. And people are just going gaga over the second season. Every podcast I listen to talks about it. Every person I know that's seen it is just a different person afterwards. So that's definitely on my list. And I feel like we also got another email that also suggested that we yes, watch. Yes, another Fleabag, email so. from uh, Klim. Clem, we love Clem. And so, yeah, that's on my watch list. I'm definitely going to, when I get a free moment, that is my next thing on my viewing.
1: Yes, I agree. My friend uh, who I traveled to Europe with in June was watching Fleabag mm. uh, all on the airplane and was cracking up the entire time. And I was like, girl, stop laughing. I'm trying to sleep. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I hear it's an excellent show. I hear yeah. her performance is amazing. So, hey, I'm down for it. We're loving. Let's do
0: it. Um all right, so now we're at the last moments of the show. Can you believe, 52 minutes in, we thought we didn't have anything to talk I about. I know, exactly, and this Ugh. is our
1: longest podcast to date. It's
0: happening. So uh, do you want to start giving us a moment, darling? What has been giving you moments this week, Matt Steele?
1: Well, there's Miss Saigon, which of I course. talked about. I just want to add that it's it's so exciting to see a show that you've known for years and to finally see it live. Yeah. Especially a show that's such a classic as Miss Saigon. So it's, it's just such a wonderful... Experience And I I would also say it's also a wonderful experience seeing a show um, coming from the time period that Miss Saigon was written, and especially from the UK, that Mm -hmm. it's a certain genre of musical that isn't made nowadays. They don't make musicals like that anymore, and if they try to, it's like, oh, this feels dated. But just going back and experiencing a musical like that, such a big epic like that, is really such a wonderful feeling, and it just... It just reminds you of how great shows were back then, um, and I mean <laughs> Do they are feel they, the same way. No, now. they are great now, but it's sort of like how you revisit like '90s R and B. Totally, like you're just like, oh my god, this was so excellent. Yes. But if someone were to write that now, you'd be like, oh, this feels dated, right? You know. So,
0: eh. also, just so we're clear on uh, the Broadway cast recording of it all. Matt Steele is the one that doesn't want to listen to the Hades Town. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I think it sounds nice. I heard, I listened to the whole thing. I was like, I think it sounds nice. Let's talk about it. And Matt Steele like, I couldn't finish it.
1: I, okay. <laughs> I was listening to Hades Town during a very bad week. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not in the mood to listen to anything new and experience it. And like the story didn't initially like grab me. No, we're not so, really
0: like, you know You know. Oh I mean what I've heard what
1: I've heard the music is very good, very intricate. I would I, you I give it another chance. I'll give it another oh chance my. now that I'm like in a better You're mood. in a better place. <laughs> and but also I feel like with Hades sound, I feel like it's the kind of show I would appreciate more um seeing it. Seeing it yeah. Especially Rachel Chapkin, um Direct like directing it I would really love to I feel like it's a show You have to sort of see, to all see. Right. Even though the score is Very good yeah, Like I'm, it's I'm very, very It's very pretty It's very interesting It's a style of musical That I love 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 It mm. just sort of reiterates That if Carolina Change Had come out now It would win Best Musical That Carolina Change Was ahead of its time Because now All musicals winning Best Musical Are like Carolina <laughs> Change um, Including Hades Town how, um, how is
0: Hades Town like Carolina It's just Change? sort
1: of in the, in, the st- in the style The intimate Artistic, sort of. um, I'm not going to say not leaning on mel, like Mm. not not relying on melodies, right? So the music sort of flowing into each, all the songs flowing into each other and everything. This is a
0: little more melodic than calendar Change, I think.
1: Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Yeah, but I I do still need to finish listening to Hades Sound. I was not in
0: (laughs) he's not in the mood, the right right
1: mindset for Hades Sound when I was listening to it for the first time. Right. Um. Anyway, uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my other giving you moment was uh, on Friday, I saw the movie Loose, and I thought it was excellent. One of the most interesting movies I've seen in a long time. Is it a thriller? It's a thriller um, about a young boy who was a senior in high school who uh-huh. was adopted from um, Eritrea, Africa, who mm. was a child soldier until he was like eight years old. Oh, my God. And was like brainwashed and, you know, all the horrible things that, um, you know, have happened to children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was adopted by two white parents, played by Naomi Watts and Tim Roth. And uh, he's basically now, like, valedictorian, a model student. Everyone sort of just loves him. Um, but Octavia Spencer, and this is an Octavia Spencer household, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. We Hello. love everything she you does. You didn't
0: watch that movie Mama, did you? I
1: didn't. Ma. Ma. I, I, be, I didn't like, watch I was
0: it. curious about it. just cause it looked insane. I know. I, I didn't see I it. Was so,
1: I was excited to see it, and then I never got around to it. And yeah, I'll see it at some it'll point. It'll be streaming. It's um, and Octavia Spencer, when I tell you, gives maybe her best performance. Whoa! I think she's excellent in this movie. Really? So good in this movie. Her character, I'm with her 100%. Basically, um, she's basically a teacher who sort of sees through this kid's uh, facade. perfect facade and everything. Uh, but no one really believes her, and um, and it's sort of set up where it's kind of like you don't know who to believe. Right. Everyone is kind of right. Everyone is kind of wrong. Except my standpoint, <laughs> I am firmly on Octavia of Spencer's course. team here. This kid, spoilers, if you don't want to know what happens in the movie, um, stop listening. This kid's a piece of shit. Ah! <laughs> like, this kid is a manipulative sociopath. Wow. I, like, I've, the second he opened his mouth, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: something's wrong. Do something's you get, wrong. I mean,. Do you get a full answer by the end of the movie? Not really. Okay, maybe.
1: Ish, ish. You... I mean, he's definitely a three-dimensional, fleshed-out character. So there are... You do... You are supposed to sympathize with him. Yes. In certain Which parts. you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always going to take the side of a teachers or Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Or both. So, or a lady. <laughs> or, or a lady. Yeah. Oh, there's one scene where she's treated so horribly. It's just like, mm. Mm, it's infuriating. But it's it's a very interesting movie that deals with so many things regarding um, race and, and uh people's responsibilities to uphold a certain image mm-hmm. and so you know because there's so much pressure on this kid totally. obviously like you know he is, he has a hard time dealing with that pressure. Right. Um. So it's a fascinating movie. It's at any indie movie theater you can go to. It's not playing at like an AMC yet, right. which hopefully it's successful enough that it moves there. Um. So yeah, it's a fascinating movie, and uh, I'm and the performances are excellent. All right. Like Kelvin it. Harrison Jr. plays the kid. He's very very good. Um. So yeah, I'm excited for Matt Palmer to see it, so we can discuss it and talk okay. about how we love Octavia Spencer. I mean, I would <laughs> and love- how she was right.
0: <laughs> I would love nothing more than to talk about how much I love Octavia Spencer because I saw Fruitvale Station and I've never been the same. She's so excellent. She's
1: just someone whose career I'm just so impressed with. Yes. Because she, you know, she has so much working against her. She's a woman. She's a black character actress. Yeah. Like it's so much. And she's totally... Hollywood could have totally pit her in one specific yes. thing and she is firmly just like, no,
0: I yeah. will play all these interesting roles. Yeah, after she won for the help, she could have been pigeonholed as that Yes, and everything else. And she is like, just no, killing I the do game. It all. Good for her. She's excellent. Um, my giving you moments is kind of niche. <laughs> Warning. I, um... Again, I happened upon Catherine McPhee's 2007 release uh, for whatever reason. And I. she has a song called Over It, which is very good and very much in the vein of Too Little Too Late by JoJo. She also has a great song on that album called Home, which is not written by these two people that I want to discuss today. But it's also very good. Anyways, uh, I kind of went on a Wikipedia hole and just like a... a whole of these songwriters. Their names are Josh Alexander and Billy Steinberg. And they are a songwriting duo that have been working together for a long time. But Billy Steinberg has written songs like he was a songwriter. He was born in 1950 and he was a songwriter in the 80s. He wrote Like a Virgin by Madonna. He wrote True Colors. He wrote So Emotional by Whitney Houston, Alone, by Heart. I Drove All Night. I Touched Myself. Like He did it before he even linked up with Josh Alexander. He was doing Huge hits, and again in the '80s. Damn. And then, uh, he his songwriting partner Tom Kelly, I believe, uh, retired, and so he and Josh Alexander got together at some retired. Point. You said retired. Yeah. I
1: thought you said it grew tired. <laughs> I was like.
0: I was like, I, and then a songwriter grew, grew tired of <laughs> him. <and> yeah. <laughs> no, retired, tired, okay. but I, I do love grew tired as <laughs> a, a way of being. Um, and so they got together and started writing pop songs, and some big hits of theirs that I literally am obsessed with are Fifi Dobson's Don't Let It Go To Your Head, which is an iconic song that was originally done by Fifi Dobson and covered by Jordan Sparks. Both are incredible. Uh, I did a song for the Veronica's. I love the Veronica's. They've worked with the Veronica's a lot. Then, of course, Too Little Too Late, Catherine McPhee's Over It. Um, then they have done a song called Don't Hold Your Breath by Nicole Scherzinger. That is my favorite Nicole Scherzinger song. Okay. They did uh, Give Your Heart a Break by Demi Lovato. They did. I love that it's song. It's a great song. And they did um, Nothing On But The Radio, that Lady Gaga song that never got released but is excellent. And it's just like. This is a duo of people. They're not artists, songwriters, so you don't hear their names a lot. But I feel like between the two of them, clearly, they have the ability to write such a beautifully structured but still interesting song that is so, like, structurally sound but still exciting and moving and emotional. And they bring in the kind of other songwriters to be, like, a third person in their duo a lot. Like, obviously, Lady Gaga co-wrote her song. Um, And – but – even though they travel through different styles like the core and the heart of their songwriting is so I don't know it's just so beautifully uh, symmetrical to me. I don't know, it's just I just love them together and I feel like they're an underrated songwriting duo because again they're not artists. It's not like they're Neo or someone like The Dream where everyone yeah. talks about like oh they're a songwriter and an artist and they're, you know, famous. But these guys that one... Billy Steinberg has been doing this since, like, a virgin. Like, That's 1984, crazy. he had a hit. And then in 2012, he had a hit with... That's amazing to Rick.
1: consistently, like, be on the pulse of, like, sort of... Absolutely. What's Rihanna, what's good
0: because uh, songwriters and producers have the tendency to, you know, once you write your hit, you're writing your hit 700 times and passing it to other people. Which, again, makes sense. Like, it's it makes sense that Too Little, Too Late inspired over it. It's, it makes sense that, like, Irreplaceable would resp- inspire Take a Bow, uh, Rihanna. And it's just... But they have traveled to many different genres and every time they go to a different place, it like still works. Like they just can make a song that really works and really like holds up and stands the test of time. And I just think we need to appreciate our songwriters that are really doing the craft right. And I think they are two that really are.
1: Here, here, guys.
0: Yes. So thank you for your talent and for your gifts. And thank you for nothing on but the radio and over it Into Little Too Late. <laughs>
1: <laughs> And all the other ones. Being all mentioned. the other ones.
0: Oh, God. I love them. I
1: love them. I mean, are they like the Rodgers and Hammerstein of like pop music?
0: I don't. The thing is, I think they're more underrated. That's the thing is like song pop songwriters aren't really lauded. Yeah. If you're not really an artist like Babyface, of course. I'm trying to think of like non like Max Martin. It's the only exception. Everyone knows Max Martin and knows that he's like a freaking genius. Yeah. But if you are not Max Martin and not a singer, then you don't get your due. You get no. your money. You get, oh, you
1: get your <laughs> money.
0: But you don't get your due. Yeah. so I want to give them their due here's
1: personally. your due guys yes on the Two Gay Mats podcast yes better than any check of
0: course who needs a you know a check or a Grammy <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thank you guys so much for listening to us uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Matt Paul Music and at
1: It's Matt Steele and at Two
0: Gay Mats. go to youtube.com slash Two Gay Mats for our videos that we update weekly and you can go to patreon.com slash Two Gay Mats, and for as little as one dollar a video you'll get a bonus video from us every single week we just put up our Janet Jackson Velvet Rope review so if you want to go Watch that, you can. Uh, is there anything else you want to say to the
1: people? That I love the people. We and the people. I love Hillary Swank and Hillary Clinton. I,
0: Hillary versus Hillary. Hillary we versus Hil- Which one will win? I know. That's the cue. That's it's the like cue.
1: Two Oscars versus the popular vote. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the winner? It was. They're both the winner.
0: Yes, we love them both. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another 2 Game Ads podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.